What you doing? Welcome back to the Just Means Yes <laughs> <ACC> podcast. <laughs> what is Nick laughing about? I haven't even got a chance to slip through the intro yet. What's going on, Nick? There was like 10 seconds. <laughs> there was like 10 seconds of you just walking. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense, though, because you didn't answer until just now. So, I'm not sure how there was 10 seconds of that when... I thought, I thought, it was, I thought you were doing something. I don't know. I thought you were doing something. Kind of it makes it... As soon as I heard the connect noise, I literally said something. So, interesting. For sure. But, regardless. Uh, Nick, how are we doing today? I'm good, man. Um... Kind of wish the ACC did better. We still got one team remaining. Um, kind of wish my pack had just won one game. I know I, I, I'm sorry about your cruise going down to Furman, but I think a lot of people may have saw that coming. I, I think you were the first person on that, Micah. So I'll give credit to you. And um, as soon as I said, as soon as I texted you, I'm sorry about Virginia, you just went LOL because you read this team so well. You knew that that would happen. So credit to you on that. But I'm good, man. I wish I had gone to the Wake series. I told everybody that you were going to um, the Louisville-Georgia Tech game, which you need to tell us about that in a minute. Um, My plan was to go to the Wake-Notre Dame game Friday night, but that unfortunately was pushed to Saturdays because Friday it was raining all day in Winston-Salem. So I tried going to the game two of the Saturday doubleheader, but I was so damn busy at the deli. I didn't get out of there until six o'clock at night and uh, the game started at four. So that, that put a damper on things for me to go to the baseball game this weekend, but I'm doing well. How are you? How's it going? Tell us you were everywhere in Kentucky uh, you went to the Kentucky Wildcats baseball game against Mississippi State yesterday. Uh, you were at Louisville, Georgia Tech on Friday. So, and you saw a walk-off. So, why don't you tell us a little about, a little bit about that? Before I do that, Nick, because I want this podcast to be baseball focused, I'm going to summarize basketball real quick. Okay. The ACC sucked this year. It the did. End. They did. <laughs> should, the we just, should we just do it right now? Should we just rip the bandaid off on basketball real quick? I mean, I had I had nothing to say. Like, that's literally all I have to say. Like, Duke, again, like Duke got paired with a very good team. Like, honestly, like there's nothing. I, I anyone that makes fun of Duke, like Tennessee was the number one team in the country for early parts of the year. So right. I'm not that disappointed in Duke. I mean, obviously Virginia was a disappointment, but they were overseeded. And to be frank, Virginia would have gotten absolutely shit kicked by San Diego State anyway. So. Maybe it's better that the conference that I technically work for at least got a little extra revenue for another round of the tournament <laughs> out of it. So, you know, it was overall, though, a, a, you know, AC's not very good. I mean, and to be frank, like, Miami, they're probably done soon. Maybe they're not, but, I mean, again, I'm not really, I mean, I got nothing really to say on the basketball point. If you have anything else you want to say, you can do it real quick, but. I got nothing. (laughs) I mean, we were kind of hoping, I guess the hope was that we would have another big ACC tournament run 
like last year when we only had five or six teams make it and everyone just went on a very deep run uh, and that did not happen. State lost first round Duke loss. I'm not, I I'm with you on Duke. I'm not disappointed in them at all. I mean, it was Shire's first year. They have a ton of young guys and they got paired up with a, basically a group of men playing college basketball in Tennessee. Like they got, uh, Miami looks good. I, I think I'm in love with Jim Laranaga. I think he is the coolest guy. Um, I don't know why I'm like now really starting to look into Jim Laranaga and kind of like watching him talk after games and half times and that kind of stuff. Like he's a very likable coach. I really like him. There's no, now I know why all the players love him so much. I mean, I put out this tweet. He's a more pleasant Jim Beheim, and that, that made some Syracuse fans mad, but I really don't care. Um, yeah, it, it was disappointing. Um, I wish my pack had won one game. It would have been nice. They made it interesting early in the second half on a 7 nothing run and taking the lead, um, but they fell short. Uh, UNC fans are it, – it's weird. UNC Of all the 68 teams that made it, UNC fans are talking the most trash um, to state fans and to Duke fans. I mean, I get Duke fans for sure, but they talked a lot of shit about states, which I don't know why since they were the number one team in the country and they didn't even make it. So, um, the I mean, in the defense of – I mean, in the defense of North Carolina, like – they won as many games in March as our teams did, Nick. So, uh, I guess I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, that, I mean, the ACC in basketball saved itself last year, but they kind of got exposed this year. I this this conference does need to show up next year. We need we 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 are falling behind the other big brands. Uh, the SEC has caught us if not surpassed us, the big 10 will always be our competition too. in basketball. They about, you know, year on year, get about the same amount of teams in as we do. Um, so we'll see. Uh, the ACC does need to shape up a bit. We need other teams, I guess, to step up like Wake Forest. You know, we're waiting on that tournament bid. Uh, let's see where Keats can take you know, state next year, uh, can UNC bounce back? Uh, and the other schools like Louisville and Florida state who are usually really good had terrible seasons. We have to see where they go next year. Um, but I'm rooting for Miami. I, I like Jim Laranaga. I'm jumping on the Miami train. Uh, he's a really good coach. He's a fun, lovable guy. Uh, so yeah, that's about all I got on basketball. Let's see how far this ride can go. It was an impressive win for them against Indiana, I will say. I mean, I will say, you know, everyone says, oh, the ACC was, you know, not that good this year, and, and, and rightfully so, because there's obviously only one ACC team left. But, you know, it doesn't change the fact that the SEC still had more teams eliminated in the first two weeks or first two games than the ACC did. Um, so... You know, it, it's strange to me. Everyone's like, oh, they still got one team. Yeah, well, if you only give them five teams in, what do you think the odds are going to be? <laughs> well, then you also have the same struggle going on, you know, with issues of, oh, well, there's, you know, nine teams in one league and then three here. And I'm just now seeing that they played across by the, the middle school by me, Nick. So I may have to 
break out the old glory days and start coasting some lacrosse. But <laughs> anyways, um, you know, overall, again, it is what it is for the ACC, but heck, I'm in a baseball mood, so let's, let's talk do baseball. It. Let's do baseball. Well, first off, um, shout out to every voter in the D1 baseball poll for finally realizing that Boston College should be ranked. It only took, you know, another series win over a top 25 team to rank them. But, you know, shout out to them for finally realizing that. Um, BC is no longer the number one team in the RPI. Nick, there's something really, really funny that I did not notice until today, actually. Um, The Southern Conference and Wofford College was number three last week in the RPI. (laughs) So, SoCon Baseball Conference? I guess so. (laughs) But, um, you know, I did my top 25. I tweeted it, but, of course, timing was great because Nick was tweeting out. Nick, I don't even know if you realized that I tweeted when you were tweeting out all your stuff because I didn't realize how much stuff you tweeted out. I literally just logged into the fifth quarter AC on my computer and tweeted out my poll. That's what that was. But nobody liked it because everyone, you were tweeting out 5,000 other things and it got caught in the algorithm. So I had to clear that out. Oh, so, dude, I'm sorry. Thanks, Cause, like, I was, I was on, that's what I do every Monday when I'm at Wake. I just, you know, tweet out the stats and stuff. And then in the middle of it, I saw that there was this login, but I was getting ready to text you and be like, hey, did you log in on something else that was new? Uh, but sorry, I didn't, I didn't realize that you were doing that. So my fault. You're good. No worries. It's just funny. Cause I was just like, well, I'll save that. I'll tweet it later in the day when, when I know Nick's done, but, um, you know, anyways, dude, the ACC is so much fun in baseball. I mean, I, I still ripped the bandaid off Nick and we just get our biases aside. Obviously our two teams went head to head this weekend. That state and Virginia series was very fun. Minus yeah. the Friday, I mean, I had fun Friday because Virginia just roundhouse kicked NC State up and down, or back and forth the diamond, I guess. Up and down, but back and forth the diamond. But, I mean, it was a fun series. I mean, Nick, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and this is, I should have just done it because maybe it would have rolled a victory. But I almost tweeted about, uh, texted you to say, you know, how, uh, how funny it is that your team decided to uh, choke away series, uh, or a, a potential win in the series by giving up four runs in the ninth. So I, I, I was laughing so hard. But, I mean, Nick, if there's one thing to take away if you're an NC State fan is that that team does not quit. Because they, sh- they could have easily folded after that ninth inning collapse on their bullpen's end where Virginia battled to take the lead. And not only did you come down from a one-run deficit, but a two-run deficit to walk it off with two outs in the ninth. So... Shout out to the pack there for salvaging something from a series that honestly was looking like it was going to be a sweep for uh, about 10, 15 minutes there. So, but I mean, NC State definitely got some things to work through. They fell to the top 25 to this week, so obviously more pieces to consider. But overall, I'm not that disappointed in what you know that series was for NC State, and I think it just tells you what Virginia is. I mean, Virginia's. 17-2 and two now. They've been dominant in their midweek game. Yes, it's George Washington, but a 20-5 to five win against any Division One baseball team is impressive. So, I mean, I think we've got to, I mean, what would you take away, Nick, as a, as a Pac-9 Pac fan? What was, your, uh, what was your opinion about what happened? 
Uh, you hit the nail on the head when you said that this team doesn't quit. There, there have been a lot of comebacks. Uh, coming back against UNC Greensboro, coming back against uh, NJIT. Um, there, there have been uh, coming back against Wagner when we were down two nothing in the second game of the season. A lot of comebacks. Um, with state baseball, it's just that nothing clicks at all at the same time. You know, when, when our hitting is on, our pitching's way off. When our pitching is on, our hitting is – our bats are just dead. Um, it reminded me a lot of the Miami series that we had where, you know, game one was really, really close within one run. Game two, um, Miami and Virginia both blew out the state. And then game three um, – you know, we looked really dominant in game three against Miami, but for a second there, we looked really good against Virginia in game three until we blew that lead. Um, it's just, I don't, I, I put this out on my, on the fifth quarter Wolfpack page that Elliot Avent cannot take the midweek games lightly anymore. He did that against Elon and we got shellacked. Uh, we lost 14 to six. We put out some freshmen who had a 27 ERA to start the season. And already in the second inning, we were down 10 to nothing. Um, it's not, we can't afford to do that anymore because now we've already lost two ACC series and the schedule doesn't get easier. We're at Boston College. And then our midweek game, well, hello, it's UNCG again, who we only beat by two runs, 15 to 13. And then we get Louisville. And then we're on the road to ECU, and then we're on the road to Wake. So the next three weeks are going to be very, very tough for my pack, um, and we're already in a hole. I think this team's really good, but things aren't clicking at the right time. They need to figure something out, and the ACC is just really, really good. And State is not the only team that has kind of found themselves in a hole early even though the roster is really good florida state has found themselves in a hole georgia tech kind of found themselves in a little bit of a hole um so is duke all these teams are really really good you know i at one point when i looked at the standings i saw like wow six out of the seven teams in the atlantic can make regionals and five out of the seven teams in the coastal can make regionals easily um so it's a very competitive ACC, but Micah, I got to give your Virginia Cavs a lot of credit, man. Your pitchers are phenomenal. Um, most of this series was, you know, a, a pitching duel between State and Virginia. Very low scoring until uh, Virginia went off in the eighth inning in game two. Um, but you guys, your pitcher game one, whoever that starter was, I'm sorry, I'm blanking out on his name. I mean, he had this he had this cutter and fastball, two-seam fastball that just bites at the bottom corner of the strike zone and everyone was swinging and missing. No matter what it was, his location was perfect. You guys have an incredible pitching staff. So all the credit to Virginia. I mean, like, they are probably, if not one, the number two team in this conference. They are very, very good. Yeah, I mean, that was – like. So I, I learned a lot this weekend, Nick, with all my travels. You know, we were going to talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, 
I, I figured I'd just work it in when we talked the Louisville series, but with Georgia Tech. But you know, one thing I really learned this week, I went to three different college baseball games. I went to Eastern Kentucky, uh, Louisville, and UK. And you know, I talked to a lot of families and players, like not, not players specifically, players' families, actually a couple of former players as well, you know, about just, you know, the intricacy of college baseball. And like, you know, today I had a conversation with one of my interns who's on our baseball team at ETSU, and, you know, these midweek games don't matter. Um, Nick, that lost to Elon. Well, obviously, like, now if you're on the edge of the bubble, that game can cost you. Take it seriously. But first off, Nick, did you know that Elon's in the top 40 right now in RPI? No, you probably didn't know that. So not a bad loss in terms of quality opponent. But also, too, when you factor in everything else that's going on, you know, it doesn't matter, to be frank. Um, you know, now, again, you need to win the series in conference. That's like if I'm an NC State fan, you know, you got to put an emphasis on that. But again, that like NC State and this, this is just plain and simple right now, is not better than Virginia. The fact that they even took a game, like, they should have folded and lost game three. But they didn't. They battled. They they were so determined to not let the brooms come out in Raleigh, they got it done. And that, in itself, like, should be a major takeaway for NC State. I think we saw, like, I still have NC State ranked in my top 25, barely on the edge. I understand why they dropped out because obviously losing to Elon in the week does have to matter in that sense when it's so cutthroat. But I mean, I, I think I think NC State's okay. I mean, you know, I want to make sure I'm um, not mistaken. In, uh, but Nick, who was your first AC series for State? Miami. So you've played two, you know, top 25 programs. Granted, I did not rank Miami in my in my poll, but you've played two top twenty-five teams according to according to obviously, you know, bigger experts than myself, and you know, you you took two of of six, not great, but Nick, you you still have plenty of lower end teams to play. You know, I think this team's going to figure it out, and obviously, again from the Virginia front, I mean, I think Virginia is the best team in the conference right now. I think Virginia is a top three team in the country. I mean, in baseball, you're you're supposed to lose a game. Virginia has played two nationally ranked opponents in NC State and North Carolina, both on the road in ACC play, and taking care of business. You know, in terms of winning those series, and again, they were a couple outs away from sweeping both series. So you can look at that and be negative all you want, but I mean, they're still putting <laughs> Vanderbilt. And Virginia, like Ole Miss was the number three team in the country last week, and they just got swept by Vanderbilt. I understand Vanderbilt's yeah. a good team, but they got swept. You know, uh, for God's sakes, Tennessee still in the top fifteen and got swept by Missouri, who again an underappreciated team similar to Boston College. But you cannot get swept. It doesn't matter. Who, I don't care who you're playing. If you, if you think you're a good baseball team, you cannot get swept. That's just plain and simple. Like. And that's why I think I think there needs to be some credit given to NC State. And a lot of the AC game series we're going to talk about, no one in the ACC really, in my opinion, looks like they're, they're a bad baseball team because the bad baseball teams are the ones that get swept. But every team in this conference can win a game on any given weekend, no matter if they're under, you know, maybe not the better team in the actual series. So, anyway, that's kind of all I got from that series. But I do want to transition over selfishly to the series that I attended, which was Louisville and Georgia Tech, because 
Dude, <laughs> Georgia Tech needs to figure out their pitching staff. Bad. I know. I mean, I no disrespect, Yellow Jacket fans, but you guys are not an NCAA tournament team right now. You you can be. You have the talent to be, but you are not like. It was very clear to me on Friday, and this was the first game of the series. It seemed to even be more obvious yesterday in the in the game three, which was the you know series uh, decision maker, I guess you could say. But you know. Georgia Tech just doesn't they don't feel comfortable with their bullpen and they're not getting enough out of their starters I mean this is a Georgia Tech team that should have finished Louisville in the 8th inning and didn't Like, and the worst part was was Louisville tried to hand Georgia Tech their, the, the game on, on uh, Friday because Louisville ran into multiple outs in the 8th inning that would have Literally giving them a major lead going into the ninth instead they're going inside. Gets two outs in the ninth and then gives up Did I lose you? To figure out right now. It's just, it's not, they, they can absolutely hit. But, and, and I think I think my biggest thing too, with Georgia Tech, I don't mean to harp on them, but one thing that really concerns me about them is the fact that they score in bunches and then they have really long dry spells. Mm-hmm. Like in the game I attended, all of their runs except I think one or two, yeah, two, came in one inning. So they, they pour it on, they had six run, I think it was sixth inning actually, but a sixth run inning, and then chipped away a little bit here or there, but everything's in bunches with that team. And I'm not saying that that's not a good thing, because at the end of the day, six runs to six runs, a lot of our teams would trade. I mean, Nick, <laughs> Virginia and NC State scored six runs in, what, one game each this weekend? So, <laughs> yeah, actually, I guess they Virginia. No, Virginia, Virginia has only got seven. And then they got five or four or whatever it was in the loss. But, you know, it's it's very frustrating when you when you think about how this team can explode. But they, they also, like, they don't they had that explosive inning. They had a lot of one, two, threes. So, you know, Louisville's a very good team. I'm not sold on them. I mean, I have them in the top ten still, but I'm not sold on them as, like, a, a true, clear-cut, obvious number, like, top ten team. They've got a lot to figure out, but man, like, right now, like, I mean, it, it's crazy to think that Georgia Tech might be one of the worst teams if you were to power rank the ACC right now in baseball, and they, they, they could easily be up in the top right now if they wanted to be. They have, they have a lot that they could do, but again, like, and, and it's funny, Nick, because you and I were, were texting back and forth, and I don't, I don't know if you actually stayed up to catch the very end of that game on Tuesday, and I, I don't think you did, but, you know, the Auburn and Georgia Tech midweek game. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that was honestly very similar to what happened on Friday night. The only difference was, was this time, you know, Georgia Tech's uh, big inning came when they were down 5 nothing instead of up, like, or at a 0-0 ball game. But then, too, they went scoreless for a long time on both sides, both offensively and then defensively on their pitching side. But instead of going 
14th inning, they just got it went over in the in the ninth. Because Louisville didn't score much from the third through the seventh innings. They had four innings of pretty much scoreless baseball. But then again, they they just they just, I don't know, man. Like there's it might, maybe it's a personnel problem. I, I don't I don't know. Um, I do plan to watch a little bit more Georgia Tech after that series because like you can see that they're it's there, like they have the capability. But unfortunately, I mean, there's nothing promising about what came away, in my opinion, from that series with, with Louisville. Maybe, again, a win on Saturday. Like, getting one of the games in the series was probably the only promising part I can think of. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, I did watch – I watched a lot of that Georgia Tech-Auburn game, and it was just so hard to watch them blow that 7 and nothing lead. It really was. Uh, but, I mean, they battled back, like, when Auburn – caught up to them um you're right dude their their pitching is just it's just not there like think about it if georgia tech didn't blow the game against auburn and won the first game against louisville we're talking about them being in the top 25 but we're not and that's the difference is their pitching um when when your bet one of your bet i mean they have the best closer right now in the acc and possibly the the country in um Terry Busey. He is really, really good. He is lights out. He, I saw him pitch against Auburn and they, I mean, they couldn't touch him. He was, he, 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 he was awesome that game. Um, it, and when you're one of your other best pitchers is also an everyday player in Jackson Finley, who very well could win ACC player of the year because he just does it all. They, they kind of remind me a little bit of the Angels where they got these names, but they can't put it together right now. You know, the Angels got Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, but their pitching, what was the last time you heard of a dominant pitcher on the LA Angels? It's been forever since, like, what? They won the World Series um, in 02? Um, um, sir, the great Dylan Bundy would like to have an argument here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, they, that's what the Yellow Jackets kind of remind me of, of this team with names, but they don't have a lot on the pitching side except their closer, who, again, is the probably the best closer right now. I know Cam Manassi on Wake Forest would like to have a word, but... And see, that's what's crazy to me, Nick, was the game that I attended on Friday night. Terry Bussey's the reason they lost. Yeah. And it was... And what was crazy was he came on big in the eighth inning. Right. Like, he got them out of it. Like, it was incredible because, like, it all kind of fell apart in the eighth for Georgia Tech, and they battled and battled and battled and ended up, you know, he did a heck of a job in the eighth, and then he just couldn't, you know, he just lost control in, in the ninth. And, you know, again, he, I'm not saying, I'm not, you can never judge a young man off of one game, but that's what was so amazing to me. So when he came in, especially after the eighth, how he closed that one out, I was like, okay, this is like, well, they tried him back out for the ninth. I'm like, well, <laughs> I kind of want to go home. It's cold or back to my hotel. I should say not home, but you know, it's freezing cold. It's like 18 degrees. I want to be done. I mean, that's my, that's my, I'm giving him the excuse if he just wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> He just knew his team wasn't going to score again in the 10th or the 11th. He's like, I'm not being here all night. This is game one of three. But it was strange. But yeah, man, they have it, man. They have, like, the potential is there for sure. I mean, they, 
Like, like they, they've got a. I mean, I think a lot will tell. Uh, stuff will tell us that during this Clemson get this Clemson series that they have uh, this coming weekend. I think we'll know if if Georgia Tech can sweep a kind of struggling Clemson team right now. Um, then I, I I would be back on them, but it's if I, I'm on the fence a little bit. It, it, a sweep would be huge for Georgia Tech against Clemson. And that's what's crazy is like that might have to be the series of the weekend just because there is so much on the line for both of those. For both, teams. you're right. Like, because if if both of these teams lose their series respectively, then you know basically the loser of the series is probably missing the ACC tournament at this rate based off what we're seeing. And that's, that's concerning if I'm a, <laughs> a fan of either ball club, because they both are talented enough to do it. Now I will say I have seen both Clemson against, again against ETSU and I've seen Georgia tech versus Louisville. What I saw again, one was a midweek. One was a Friday conference game. So you'll get different, you know, talents in the lineup, but I will say Georgia tech looks better to me than Clemson. Yeah, so, I agree. on that alone... Shout out uh, you know. real quick. Cam Candanerola. Uh, I, I got to pronounce his last name right. Uh, he's been liking and retweeting our page every time I mention him. And he follows <laughs> us now. So, shout out him. He has been climbing up every top 10 category you can think of and hitting. Uh, it, you know, his name would pop up once in a while, but after this week... He is in a lot of top 10 lists, whether it's batting average, RBIs, hits. He is in there. Uh, he's definitely representing the Tigers. So want to give a quick shout-out to him. Pretty sure he went yard against ETSU, too. So if he didn't, he definitely had a big RBI hit because that name was one of the names I remember cursing uh, at, uh, on that Tuesday night in, in Clemson, South Carolina. But um, anyways, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a good transition, Nick, unless you have anything else you want to add on Georgia Tech Louisville. I mean, again, I just think, at the end of the day, Louisville is a good ball club. I don't think they're playing their best ball yet. And Georgia Tech, well, they are the, – <laughs> the, honestly, they probably just need the ball to bounce the other way. <laughs> yeah. And they, might, they, they might just be, like, not unlucky, but, like, they're there. They're right there. They just got to kick the door in. So we'll see what we get, which transitions over well, of course, to the Clemson-Duke series because – Dude, what the hell is going on at Clemson? That, like, talk about a program that, I mean, is there is there a college baseball program that has had l- less success or more of a frustrating time since COVID? Because the 2020 year for, for Clemson was, like, well, obviously very early on, not off to a hot start. They lose, obviously, the whole season because of cancellations of COVID. And then they've just, they haven't been the same. Like, this is a team that made, I believe, a Super Regional. If not, I know they made the NCAA Tournament in 2019. And they don't look, like, I don't even know if they're going to be playing in Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> in they a couple did months. last year. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they're going to, I think they might miss again this year. And that's, that's concerning because this is a pristine program that we know we know is, I mean, the fact that their softball team was funded and two years later is a nationally ranked program tells you that Clemson cares about these Olympic sports. You know, there's a reason why their men's basketball program, you know, was like, you know, a big deal that they got snubbed. Like they, 
Like, I don't know if you've Nick, have you ever been on Clemson's campus? Yeah, one time I have. Yes. Okay. When was the last time you were there? Uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Fall of twenty eighteen. You would not recognize the athletic. 17, yeah, you would not recognize the athletic facilities. Like if I if I just dropped you somewhere blindfolded, you told you where you were, minus the tiger paws on every single individual piece, you'd have no idea where you are, man. Like the baseball stadium is so much better than it was in 2017, even 2019 when I was last there, you know, before a couple of weeks ago. They have a softball facility that is top notch. You know, obviously the football stadium is constantly being renovated. <laughs> You know, obviously, Little John Coliseum is insane now for basketball. It's, there's no excuse. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Duke because I do think that Duke is a very talented ball club. I mean, they were, they were neck and neck with Wake Forest their whole first ACC series. But, I mean, Clemson, like, I mean, I'm not saying that Duke did not play well, but I don't think Duke did anything spectacular to make me go, ah, uh, Clemson just was not the better team because talent-wise, I think they are. Yeah, I mean, we uh, Clemson, you know, last year they they had enough wins. I mean, it last year's Clemson baseball team is exactly like this year's Clemson's basketball team, where they had enough. It looked like the record was there. But the quality of wins was not because their overall record, like they they had more wins, I think, than NC State or they were right there with them. But they had dropped so many ACC series, but they always win their midweek games. They won in the beginning of the season. It just didn't all add up in the end. Now they kind of find themselves in a hole. Um, like the, the start of the season was brutal for them. I mean, getting swept by UCF and then losing – uh, two out of three to your rivals in South Carolina. Uh, and that's what that's what's crazy is they should have won the series against South Carolina. I know they 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 really should have. And a lot of these other games, like the the series against Georgia State, they had to have a comeback to in order to sweep them. Uh, their midweek games against you guys, ETSU and Presbyterian. We're very close games. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, Nick, but, like, if our guys knew how to hit with runners in scoring position, we would have beaten Clemson. Yeah, I'm sure. We, we, like, we, couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't drive in runs. Like, against Virginia Tech, we were just not – like, Virginia Tech was just better than us. Like, plain and simple. Like, I hope our baseball coach doesn't listen to the podcast because he might never talk to me again. But let's just be frank. That team – like, the Virginia Tech team that played us uh, early in the year was just better than us. But Clemson, on the other hand – our boys, in that game specifically, was the better team. We just didn't drive in runs when we had runners on, which has kind of been a problem all year, but this is an ETSU baseball podcast. So, you know, like, it's it's insane to me that this is like, because, I mean, Nick, I think the best team right now, or at least potentially the best team in the SEC, and maybe even in all of college baseball, because let's be frank, if you're the best team in the SEC, you're probably the best team in college baseball is South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina has guess how many losses, Nick? Like two? One. Clemson. Oh my God. <laughs> they crazy. are twenty and one. They are unreal. Where are Un- they where are they ranked right now? I don't know what D one has them. I I, I oh, D one has them eleven. Yeah I have I mean granted 
their schedule and like if you look at really their best teams they've played is Clemson, to be frank. So like it's not like they've played the greatest of schedules, but they've been dominant. Which by the way, I'm very excited. I get to see uh, South Carolina in Florida in a couple weeks, so we're looking forward to that one. But that's side the point. Like you know, it is it is unreal to me that this team can can beat and should have won a series against, in my opinion, one of the best teams in college baseball. But then can't win a series against Duke. The only saving grace I will give to Clemson is I do believe that sometimes when you step up from no disrespect to college of Charleston or Georgia State or ETSU, you know, when you step up in a true level of competition, which is Duke's just more than likely, especially from a depth perspective, better than most of these teams that they played in the midweeks or, of course, Georgia State's case, a weekend series. Was that was technically Clemson's first ACC series. You know, they are, they did not play in week one like everybody else did. So at least, you know, maybe the kinks just need to be worked out. Uh, I am disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I feel bad for Georgia Tech, or for Clemson, excuse me, that they have to head to Georgia Tech for this series because they're going to get a hungry Georgia Tech team who's playing at home in front of a great crowd. Flip the rolls. And I think that Clemson would win the series, but I don't know, man. Like, I mean, granted, I know I said loser probably misses the AC tournament. It might be too early to write Clemson off if they lose, because considering everything, of course, with only being one and two currently in ACC play, but it, it is it is a little alarming. And before I continue to harp on Clemson, I want to give a huge shout out to Duke though, because again, they were neck and neck with. D1 Baseball's current number two team in the country, Wake Forest. Like, they almost won that series. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I know, I mean, I know, I think Georgia Tech Clemson from a, like, perspective of must wins is the biggest series this weekend. But Duke, North Carolina this weekend is going to be really fun, Nick. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we get that rivalry kind of early on in the year. And my favorite part is, Duke and Carolina decided to start their series on Thursday. I'm not sure why that is, but so that means it'll be kind of a standalone game on the Thursday night slot. So really looking forward to actually getting eyes on that one. But I mean, there's just, you know, this was, this was probably the most frustrating series from a perspective of, you know, I really thought that Clemson was going to come out like, I I thought that Clemson was going to kind of come out in the AC play and us be like, okay, this team is going to build off of last year, be hungry and motivated. I'm not saying they're not hungry or motivated, but the way that they're playing, it doesn't look like that, if that makes sense. Right. Um, We'll just have to see, because I think this Clemson-Georgia Tech game is a very early loser goes home. I think we're both on the same page with that. Um, yeah, I mean, Cam is basically Mike Trout <laughs> on that squad. Like, he, he's on every he, – he, he, he is that team right now. He's the face of that team. And, he is know, him. He is him. He really is. Like, he, he, he's in the top ten of everything you can think of right now. Um, so, I don't know what, who else needs to step up because they're, they're not getting blown out. Like, their games are all pretty much close. So, if they could just pull out – this Georgia Tech series, which again I think is a very loser goes very early loser goes home. Um, there's a lot of momentum heading into the next series, so we'll see. But 
Yeah, I, it would be it would be very very concerning if Clemson for back to back years missed the ACC tournament. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I say we move to Duke's opponent real quick because it was a one gamer because of weather cancellations. I mean. Dude, I have never been more miserable at baseball games in my life. No, just, I love baseball. I stuck through them. Man, it was brutal this weekend. And obviously, Pitt and North Carolina was only able to play once with North Carolina winning 17-7 over Pitt. Um, I actually feel really bad for Carolina because that could have been a potential momentum builder going into this Duke series that they desperately needed. Because you know they took the last game against Virginia uh, at home last weekend. And then... They come out. They don't get to play on Friday. They only get one of their two doubleheaders in on Saturday against Pitt, and they are dominant from start to finish against the Panthers. You know, this is a team that you got to watch out for. You really do because, you know, they're not – I mean, they're, they're ranked. They still they kept them in the top 25. But, you know, after the Virginia series, there was some doubts about this team, and they're not going to get a ton of credit for what they did against Pitt. Um Pitt right now, in my opinion, Nick, is the worst team in the ACC. Um, I could be wrong on that take in a couple weeks, but I just I haven't seen much from Pitt to make me think that, like, maybe I'm just putting too much faith in Notre Dame and the fact that they made it to Omaha last year. But right now, Pitt, to me, kind of gives off the worst team in ACC vibes. But, you know, North Carolina was dominant. So at the end of the day, there's got to be some credit there. So just wanted to give a quick kudos to them because, there's really no point in breaking down a series because it was really just a midweek game <laughs> on a this, Saturday. This is on me. Why were both games canceled? Was it weather? Weather, weather okay. yeah. Now, I don't know if it was like snow slash rain or if it was just how, how god-awful cold it was. But, um, yeah, it was cold. So. Gotcha. Okay. All right. We move on to my favorite series of the weekend, Nick. And you want to know why that is? Tell me why. It's because Virginia Tech was so afraid to play ETSU a Tuesday night in Johnson City with a 25-degree first pitch because they had to go to Miami later that week just to get swept and lose one of those games 21-6. to So, uh, karma works in many ways, Virginia Tech baseball, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, no. Are you guys going to make up that game? Because all I the don't ACC think so. website says postpone. There's talks of it. Um, my... My player intel sources believe that it won't, but that's just based off of the history of Virginia Tech and us. <laughs> we don't really like each other very much for reasons that I don't truly understand, but again, not my business. I mean, I don't like them, but that's just, you know, my ties to Virginia. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, on the flip side, though, I mean, again, first off, anyone who's listening to the Virginia Tech listener or fan, they didn't dodge us. I'm just throwing that out there because it was a mutual on both sides. I mean, it is funny that in their press release, they said that ETSU Athletics decided it was in their best interest not to play, um, considering our softball team played a doubleheader that same day at home. So if it was really about purely just us, I don't think we would have played softball. Um, and as somebody that is sitting at softball doubleheader in 19-degree weather, um, it definitely did suck. <laughs> but... But um, anyways, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, Miami's a very good baseball team. I mean, we're not we're not going to put that past them. But, Nick, we have to address the elephant in the room. Like, at least NC State took one against the Canes. 
I mean, Miami dominated this Virginia Tech team. I mean, game one was a walk-off for the Canes. That was a tough one for the Hokies. It really was. But after that Friday game, I don't know if that team was so defeated by getting walked off. I don't know if Miami just truly woke up. I'm going to be frank. That was one of the series I did not catch much of besides Friday night. I caught a little bit of that one because I was following that because I was Trying to start to distract myself from how freaking cold it was at Louisville. But, um, you know, not a good, I mean, Virginia Tech fell out of the top 25, um, and for good reason. Um, so it's it, it, not that, again, the sky is falling for Virginia Tech, but this was a preseason, what, top 10, top 15 team? 15. You know, the, this is the number two team in the country going into the NCAA tournament last year. And we're looking at a team that is currently playing ball at the level of, well, to be frank, the middle of the ACC. They they find themselves, you know, out of the ACC tournament right now. They're one and five. Yeah. Um, they, they sparked Boston College, and it's like rules are flipped. Like, and, Virginia and, Tech is supposed to be where Boston College is right now, yeah. and it's not. And I, that's – I mean, I, I'm looking at – I'm a state fan, and right now I, I have the um, the panic button right next to me. But if I'm Virginia Tech, I am I might be pressing that button because getting swept – they're the only ACC team that's been swept this year. Yeah. And swept pretty bad. And, and I mean, I don't know, yeah, I'm not making an excuse for, um, you know, Boston College and the Virginia Tech series, but – Nick, I don't know if you remember that Boston College week, but they played the number, at the time, number two team in the country, Tennessee, in Knoxville, and got the win on Tuesday. Then traveled three hours to Asheville, North Carolina, to play an actual midweek game against Big South UNC Asheville, which, by the way, I'll be at that ballpark tomorrow because go Bucks. But, um, you know, so they had that on Wednesday. And then go to Blacksburg to play, of course, a nationally ranked Hokies team in three games. So... And they played five games that week. So I'm not, man, there's no excuse. Like, I'm not trying to, like, discredit Virginia Tech. But one could make the argument that the only reason why the Hokies truly took one was Boston College was probably a little gassed. <laughs> you know, they were trying to keep some in the tank. I believe, if I remember correctly, it was game two that the Hokies won. So, you know, of that series. And if that's correct, then obviously you could argue, well, they still, you know, lost game three. But, yeah, there is, I mean... And again, that's what's that's what's insane to me, Nick. Is you know, again, my grain of salt. My only time watching them in person was against ETSU, but they were an incredibly like their offense was incredible. There was some signs their pitching was a little shaky, but I mean, it was a midweek game. I know that Virginia Tech's not trotting out their ace in a midweek against us. I mean, they did trot out one of their better pitchers for two innings, but they, we didn't have them go like you know a full game. So, yes. to, I, I, sorry, just to give like Boston College credit because you said they play like five games in a week. Everything for Boston College so far has been on the road. Yep. They were in, they started off the season in California and then they had to play uh, all the way in South Carolina to play Bucknell and Rutgers and uh, another team. And then they're playing smaller schools like Kennesaw State at Kennesaw State for a weekend series. Everything so far for Boston College 
has been on the road up until they have NC State comp. So, yeah. which is next, I, this coming week. And if I'm Boston College, I don't know if I want to go home. <laughs> yes, I seriously. Keep, I keep riding the wave. Like, Nick, if the Pack take the series in Boston College, I say the Eagles just say, nope, all games are road games now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, so, I mean, Miami – one heck of a baseball team, for sure. I mean, technically, if I'm not mistaken, Nick, they sit at the top of the ACC standings because, obviously, they're the only team to have swept a team in ACC play this year. Yeah, so they and are. And then they won, they won their series, of course, against the Pack the week before. So, if, that, if, that, if I'm doing the math correct in my head, they are in sole possession of first place. They are sole possession. They're 5-1 and one right now. So, Which I'm hoping next year – because the ACC website has its split in Atlantic and Coastal. I'm hoping they're doing the same thing in fo- as they are in football where they just get rid of it. Because yeah. in the end, it really doesn't matter once yeah, cause the it's, cause it's, cause it's, Yeah, because, like, I mean, now if I remember correctly, they promise, like, if you win one of the divisions, you're given, like, a top – no matter if, like – I don't think it's ever happened, but, like, I think it's like written somewhere in the rules. Like if you're technically the fifth place team in the ACC, but you won the Atlantic, let's say, then you're still given one of the top fours in your group. Uh, I don't, but like, again, that, that never, a, it never really happens. And B, if it does happen, that's disgusting. Cause then yeah. what's the point? <laughs> like that just means it's that like one division is dominating. Winner, you know, in the NFL, that's seven, eight and one. And they're in the playoffs. All right. And they get the home field advantage. Dude, if you just want to add the New York Giants next time, just do it. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. So, you know, obviously there's some stuff to take into consideration there from that standpoint. But, I mean, that's what's so fun is, Nick. Right now we can just kind of quickly talk about the series. We don't have to deep dive too much of it. But there are some storylines that, again, like there's a sense of urgency in Clemson. There's a sense of urgency in Atlanta. There's a sense of urgency in Blacksburg because – you can't – I mean, hell, there's a sense of urgency right now in, in uh, Raleigh. Yeah. So, like, you know, I know, like, from your end, Nick, you feel like, you know, and NC State's got to wake up. But, hey, they're not – of some of the teams we just named, they're in a better spot than the last three I just named, in my opinion. You could maybe make an argument that Georgia Tech's in a better spot. But Miami and Virginia, in my opinion, at this moment, are the two best teams in the ACC. So the fact that you even took a game in each series is, is, is again – not something to like write home about, but something to think, you know, not hang your head about either. Right. Right. So, all right. Anything else on this series? Because if not, I think we got to talk my new favorite college baseball team. Sorry, Wake Forest boys. It's official. The Boston College Eagles. They are, you know, we've just talked about them a little bit, but I'm not going to lie, Nick. I did not think they were going to go to Tallahassee and win the series. I didn't. Like, especially after how game one went, because, I mean, Florida State literally took Boston College to the woodshed, and they burned through half of Boston College's arms, it felt like, in that 19-8 victory. So, you know, the fact that they rallied to then win the series in a good environment in Tallahassee, because it was probably the only place in, in the ACC that wasn't, like, 30 degrees, <laughs> was impressive. So, I mean, Boston College is not the best team in the ACC, but... They are definitely the most surprising team in the ACC right now. They, they're the most surprising team. Uh, 
for sure. And to do it again, all on the road right now is very, very impressive. Um, I do want to talk a little Florida state. They, um, it's tough to get a read on them. They are losing to teams. They shouldn't really be losing to like they, UCF took them to the woodshed. Just they almost lost the series to Pitt. <laughs> they lost the series to Pitt. Oh, no, did they, they lose that. it? No, no. So they said they almost did. They, almost they were. Did. They yeah. almost lost the last game of the series, or the last one that they won, which would have obviously lost them the series. And what's really weird is that they had so much momentum after they took the series win at TCU, who at the time was number eight in the country. And then everyone got on the Florida State bandwagon. They're at, back in the top 25. And then they go and lose the series to Florida Gulf Coast. which hey, that's top 20 FGCU to you. The hell, yeah. I mean, credit to them. That's awesome. But, I mean, like, Florida State is one of those teams, I don't know. They, I can't get a good read on right now. They – I, I believe Boston College good is good. They've entered the conversation, um, and I hope to see them in Durham by the end of the year when the ACC tournament comes because they haven't been there in a very long time. Um, I'm, a, I'm not panicking on Florida State, but the schedule is going to be tough, Micah. They're at Virginia, and then they're at Miami. So they don't really get much of a – little break until we'll see what happens with Clemson. But then, you know, they have midweek games against the Gators. And then they're at NC State. So we'll see. Yeah. No, absolutely. You're right. Yeah, I mean, like, right now, the panic button's not going off. But you're right. Like, you're going into a series in Charlottesville where, I'm going to be frank, the expectation as a Virginia fan Nick is to win that series and or sweep them. Right. So if you know, let's say they just even win this series, we're talking about an under five hundred in ACC play, Florida State Seminoles. Mm-hmm. When you've played arguably, well, Boston College of course has overperformed, but from a preseason expectations, you've played arguably two of the worst teams in the conference during that slate. And you still are walking away with a losing record. And that's including not even getting swept by arguably the best team in the conference. Right. So they definitely need to figure it out. I mean, they obviously added the greatest hitter in the history of college baseball this offseason. So, or two offseasons ago, right? Is it now? Is it last year or this year? Who's that? They got Tom, Tommy Tanks. Tommy Tanks is on LSU. I thought he went to Florida State. No. There, well, were that makes rumors, more sense. there were rumors he was going to That's what it was. It was rumors. That makes so much more sense because I was like, I haven't heard his name at Florida State this year. So what the heck's going on? That makes sense. My bad, listeners. That's what happens when you last year didn't follow baseball the same way I did. But you're right. He is at LSU. And I should know this because he had an absolute tank against Sanford when I watched. And I didn't even put two and two together. So don't like it. But um, no, I mean, yeah, there's. There's definitely the, uh, what's the word? The, the uh, Florida State Seminoles are currently in the microwave. <laughs> They're ready to be heated up and get a little, uh, you know, a little fire needs to be lit under their booty. But yeah. on to the, I believe this is the last series of the weekend. I want to make sure I didn't miss one before I say this is the last series of the weekend. Yes, on to the last series of the weekend. 
Wake Forest and Notre Dame, the one that Nick said, all of our listeners are so excited for Nick to be there, and he's decided that he was too good to go to any of them. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, other things come first. But, I mean, Nick, the fact that Wake Forest moved up to number two in the country in D1 baseball makes no sense to me. Because I, I dropped the Deeks. And like in what I kind of envisioned to have them from a standpoint of, yes, they obviously won the series against Notre Dame, but I'm not completely sold on the Irish. And I don't, Wake Forest was not dominant by any means against the Irish. They were, they were the better team, but I don't know, man. Like I'm like Wake Forest looked very good against Liberty so you could make the argument about that, and Liberty did take a game against FGCU this weekend in their series, but still, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think Wake Forest has the talent to do it, but I don't. I, I sit a little scared, to be honest, Nick. I do sit a little scared on on, on if Wake Forest is truly a top five team, because I don't know. I think if you're a top five team with the team with the fact that they've played Duke and Notre Dame in their two AC series, they did not sweep a single one. Like, I'm not saying they have to sweep them, but, like, how are they, like, what Virginia and Miami have done so far in AC play has been more impressive. And let's just be frank, Wake Forest's out-of-conference schedule is terrible. (laughs) So, again, there's no warning or anything, or like, uh uh-oh, Alarms are going off, but I will say I'm a little bit more, like, so, like intrigued by Wake because I'm starting to wonder if, if because they haven't been tested, is that it? They haven't been tested that much, so when they're playing teams of talent, that's why they're dropping one. But, like, then what's that mean when they play Virginia and State and Carolina? And, you know, again, we can keep going down the list. Miami, Louisville. Like, they got to go to Louisville this year. Based on what they've done so far in AC play, what makes you think that they're going to win the series in Louisville? I'm going to say I don't think they would, based off what I've seen so far. I hate to say it after our wonderful conversation with the guys a few weeks ago. <laughs> Hopefully they're – if they're listening, Mike, uh, they're going to give me a hey, lot of shit. You're, hey, hey, you're still the number six team in my, in my top 25. So before they get all mad, like, they're still hosting a regional. I'm, I'm just – I'm just simply saying, saying, hey, prove me wrong. Actually, you know what, Nick? I want you to take a clip of me and put it on the TV next time those guys walk in. Actually, I'll make a video clip. I want you to show it to the guys next time they go to come to Dioli's Deli so that way I can be bulletin order material. And that way, when Lake Forest wins the College World Series this year, I can say I'm the reason. (laughs) Or I'm a part of the reason, not the reason, a part of the reason. Got it. I, I, will, I will do that. I will show them if you send it to me for sure. <laughs> they will um, never talk to me again, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I will admit, I was a little shocked that they moved up to number two. Um, I, I'm going to guess because, you know, teams ahead of them struggled a bit. Um, it, it does shock me because I'm looking at the top 25 right now. It does shock me that teams who swept the weekend, like Arkansas, like Vanderbilt, um, are not ahead of them. Um so that, that, that was a little shocking. Uh, but I see where your concern is because, again, you, you said everything correctly. Wake 
did not have a great out-of-conference schedule. In fact, it's not good at all. Um, and the two ACC series that they've opened up with, look, I'm not going to bash on anybody if you lose one game in a series. Like, that's what the committee will look for, is if did you win the series? And the ACC right. arguably is the number one conference in baseball right now. I mean, I think it's neck and neck with the SEC. Um and that's the reason why, you know, NC State last year didn't make it to the regionals because, yeah, they did work in the um, in the ACC tournament. They got to the championship game. But when you lose six out of ten series in your conference, that's going to hurt you. And right now, Wake is 2-0 and in series victory, in, in series right now in the ACC. Um, now, I get it. Notre Dame, not, not a good team right now. Uh, it's tough to tell where the Irish are. I think they're, you know, they lost a lot of talent. Their head coach is now at Florida state, but Duke, not a bad team. I, they're definitely going to be in the ACC tournament. They're going to make a run for regionals. I can see that happening. Wake hasn't played the top teams in the conference yet, but they haven't played a top team in general. That's the thing that like, I'm like, that's why like, I'm not tested this weekend against Miami. They're going to be tested hard. And that's why, like, again, I'm not, I'm not crapping on Wake Forest. Like, oh, they're not a good baseball team or any of that. It's my expectations, as is obviously D1 baseball, ranking them the number two team in the country, is that this team is capable of winning the College World Series. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, when you haven't played anybody yet and you still have, what, three losses? Is that correct? Or is it just two? Three. I know they have two ACC losses, but I thought they lost one non-con game. They did, so, yeah. They that Coastal game was a mirage. Oh, that's right. That's right. The well, Coastal is the best midweek team in college baseball because they've also beat, like, I think it was, oh, who would they beat? They beat another top 25 team the other they day did. in a midweek I don't remember who. Oh, they, oh they, Campbell. They Campbell. Campbell. It was Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're the best midweek team in college. Like, don't play Coastal in the midweek, guys. Just, just don't. Not worth your time. But if you're a nationally ranked team. But, you know, obviously on that front, like, you know, that, that's more of an expectation thing. You're right. Like, the Miami series, like, if they if, – if they, is it in Coral Gables? I cannot recall. Nick, you'll know because you'll obviously know if you're going or not. Is it in Coral Gables or is it in Winston-Salem? Uh, give me one second. I'll tell you right now. It's, it's in Winston. It's in Winston. Okay. Well, first off, Nick, you should be there. But second off – I will um, be there for sure. Good. Well, that's what I heard last week too, and then that's what happened. But, well, uh. I can't control the weather, <laughs> Micah. Well, it's supposed to rain this weekend, Nick. So – um, but anyways, you know, if, if Wake takes the series at home against against Miami, yeah, I mean, just takes the series. Obviously, they don't need a sweep or anything. Then again, they're, they're back to exactly where we want them to be, where I want them to be. I won't speak for you, Nick, but I would assume we're on the same page. We want this Wake Forest team hosting a regional, hopefully a super regional, and then going to Omaha. And so beating a Miami team will kind of establish that this team can do it. Because, again, this is, their, this is their first true test of the season. So, you know, it'll be it'll be one heck of a weekend in Winston-Salem. I wish – maybe I can just say screw it and miss one of our baseball games come over there. But, um, you know, it's oh, – one week of ACC baseball, Nick, because, I mean, that, that wraps up the ACC, you know, recap around the diamond. And, you know, we've got, we've got a heck of a week coming up. Um, we actually have a fun midweek game. Nick, I know you're, you're not going to necessarily care, but – uh, I don't know if you remember me saying at the beginning of the pod that the 
Wofford Terriers of the Southern Conference were the number three team in the RPI. Um, they had, they did lose their series against Xavier this weekend and also lost to Georgia, literally with bases loaded in the ninth. They had a chance to take the lead, and they didn't. Um, so and not a great Georgia team, but a good Georgia team. They fell to like 40th in the RPI. But Georgia Tech hosts Wofford tomorrow night, Nick. So that'll be a very good – yeah, that'll be a very good midweek game for sure. I mean, Georgia Tech needs something to get right. And beating a good Wofford, like right now, Nick, if I had to guess, Wofford would be an NCAA tournament team. I think they are at this time probably the automatic qualifier in the conference. Um, so obviously that would just help for, for st- status standpoints. Clemson plays Winthrop. Uh, ETSU took a series against Winthrop. I got to see them. So Clemson, you should beat Winthrop. So hopefully you do that. Obviously your pack had to UNC Wilmington, so that'll be tough. And uh, Wake Forest will try to take down a very good Elon team tomorrow as well. Like, Nick, I, I mean, I don't know what you're doing tomorrow night, Nick, but you might want to venture over for a little Wake I Forest think I'll Elon. I'll be there tomorrow, yeah. And, and then, of course, Nick, we have the best game of the week, honestly, in my opinion, selfishly. Well, actually, hold up. I, admit, I scrolled right past this. Boston College and Northeastern tomorrow is going to be incredible. Northeastern is a very good team. That's a very good team. Oh, God, they're giving me nightmares. They came down to Raleigh last year. That's right. In the season and yeah. swept NC State. Yeah, that that's a very good team. So, so that's going to be a tough one. But we also, Nick, get the great Florida and Florida State game tomorrow. So definitely that. looking forward to that. Um, also, I just want to say a shout-out. And by shout-out, I mean a question of why do ACC teams play midweeks on Tuesday, Wednesday? Well, like, for example... Clemson hosts Winthrop on Tuesday, Nick, and then goes to Kennesaw State on Wednesday. Like, what do you gain from that exactly? An extra win in their minds, I guess. Is it a guaranteed win? And is no, it not, it's not. And does it not tire you out for a big three-game stretch that starts on Friday against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets? I understood, like, when they did, like, ETSU and Presbyterian before they started conference play. Like, yeah, if you want to fit these mid-majors in, fit them in. But, like, again, especially on this Clemson front, not only are you playing back-to-back midweek games, but you're you're getting in your bus and going two and a half, three hours to Kennesaw. So, you know, or maybe it's a little less than that, honestly. Now that I think about it, because Kennesaw is north of Atlanta. But regardless, like, you're getting in your bus and going an hour and a half, two hours to Kennesaw. And, you know... Anyways, that's besides the point. But, uh, Nick, I think what we should do is I'm going to tweet out my uh, my rankings again. I'm also going to tweet out my ACC baseball power rankings. We'll make that a part of the show. Now, I thought about this like two minutes ago. So, Nick, I want you to tweet yours out as well because um, obviously we're getting a lot of baseball followers. And for everybody listening, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously talk this week in terms of hoops. If they make a run, we will – I will also want to spend a little bit of time talking women's hoops because we obviously have some teams. To, the second round is concluding tonight of the women's tournament, so we'll talk those teams that make the Sweet 16 uh, and beyond next weekend. But um, this is going to be a baseball pod for the next two months, three months. So if you like ACC baseball, you, you want to be a part of this because, you know, I'm not saying we're the only podcast that's talking ACC baseball, but we're, if, we're, if we're not the only one, we're one of like two. <laughs> and you know at the end of the day like nick is going to be boots on the ground a lot with both wake forest and any team that comes into winston-salem i'm sure nick's going to find himself in raleigh or chapel hill at some point this year for some state and carolina games 
Uh, I, on my front, of course, is th- are seeing some of these AC teams against my school, ETSU. But, I mean, I, I have plans to go watch Virginia Virginia Tech in the beginning of April. Um, like I said, I, I have plans to hopefully venture over and, you know, catch a couple more big ACC games as they kind of pop up. Um, I feel one for the fact that I, I, my girlfriend would kill me. I'd probably consider going to uh, North Carolina and Duke on Thursday. Um, <laughs> but I'll just watch it from the comforts of my home, which, you know, honestly, you can watch those games on TV and get similar reactions because atmospheres at college baseball, especially on weeknights when it's cold, aren't always the greatest. <laughs> but I will say shout out to all the Louisville fans. There wasn't a ton of them there in terms of it wasn't a sold out ballpark, but all 1,500 or so that I would say that were there on Friday night, Nick, dude, they were invested. I heard some solid chirps from the students that made the trip. You know, they did $3 green beers. I'm sure, Nick, I think, Nick, you you, you snitched on me on, on Twitter. I saw that. Someone sent me a <laughs> screenshot of that, uh, of me. Nick, I only had three, okay? So let's calm down. Three is more than what I normally have, though. So I guess on that sense, I was going on a little bender. Hey, it's but, vacation, dude. You had to. Right? Yeah, happy same. I, I, I wasn't wearing any green, so I had to get some green somehow. But... <laughs> Um, you know, Nick, anything else you want to add? Because if not, I mean, that's all I've got in AC baseball, but man, it's going to be fun. No, man, I love this time of year. I love it when baseball starts to heat up. Uh, I, I, I appreciate everyone that has retweeted and followed us in the last like three weeks. I've been just, all I've been doing is just putting out baseball stats. I think there's, there's a market, there's a crave for college baseball, and I'm glad I found the people that care about it because we've gained a lot of followers. We've gained some listeners on the podcast. So I really appreciate all of that. So um, I, I like to know that I the two hours in the morning that I spend looking up these stats and tweeting them out, that they're getting recognized, they're getting views, they're being shared. I mean, hell, we're having players around the ACC follow us and retweet us. I mean, we've had the Georgia Tech main account uh, retweet us. We've had the Barstool Georgia Tech t- um, retweet us. We've had you know players from Clemson, Wake State, all this. So it's it's the engagement has been great, um, and I'm glad that things start to. It, the trend with this podcast is you know we get a lot of listeners in football season, kind of dies down until we get maybe into the nitty gritty towards the end of basketball season. And then once baseball starts, it's almost like it's like football numbers again. I know the Wake guys put up when we had them on, it was more than a football podcast in terms of listeners. It was way up there. Uh, so I, it's been awesome. So I can't wait for this weekend. A lot of great ACC matchups. Uh, it's going to be fun, dude. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, that wraps this one up in the Just Means Less, especially in the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament podcast, the ACC. Um, as always, thank you for listening. And uh, make sure you get on your couch, watch some ACC baseball if you can't get out to the park, and uh, go ACC.